the corporate media, even though the Mueller report has been out for a few days, and as I reported, uh, well, I knew it wasn't going to find collusion because this was just a ridiculous Cold War conspiracy theory from the beginning. It did find damning evidence, in my opinion. did show obstruction of justice, but you would think, oh my lord, this week is the five-year anniversary of the Flint water crisis, and they still don't have clean water, which this documentary is going to show you. They cooked the testing. Think about it this way. Think about it this way. When George W. Bush, you know, landed with that, what was that, an F-15 or F-17 fighter pilot or something? When he landed and he was, you know, dressed like he was a commando and, you know, then declared mission accomplished, what you have, what we broke, what we're exposing in this documentary, what you have is Flint's version of mission accomplished. And I mean that seriously. You might say, well, can you really compare the Flint water crisis to mission accomplished? Yes, I can. Because what they used to declare Flint's water safe one year ago is based on cooked testing and data, which our documentary shows clearly. And if you're watching right now, if you're watching this stream and you've watched the documentary, please leave in the super chat. This is a super chat if you're feeling super Please leave comments on what your thoughts were on this documentary. Um, and also, we want people to start tweeting using the hashtag Flushing Flint. If you've watched the documentary, we want you to use hashtag Flushing Flint. What'd you think of the documentary? Urge other people to watch it, that kind of thing. Whatever your thoughts were, good, bad, or otherwise. You know, what I want to get across to you, you guys is this. I think that, you know, this is now my 14th reporting trip to Flint. Majority of those were with the Young Turks, but I've been back here four times now since we started Status Quo. And it's very hard. I want to give you a little bit of behind the scenes. It's, it's very difficult to get people to pay attention. When I say people, I'm not just talking about corporate media outlets. I'm talking even about progressive influencers on Twitter and online. Because very tough to get people to remember this is an ongoing crisis. This never stopped being a crisis. And sometimes I've been criticized, like, Jordan, you cover Flint too much. I don't think you could cover this enough, frankly, because this is about, do we live in a country or do we, you know, that is based on common humanity or do we live in a survival of the fittest uh, oligarchy where if American citizens are poisoned, they are then left to fend for themselves and essentially left to die. And I think our documentary will show you very clearly that's what's happened here. But there's something else and why I bring up Mission Accomplished. George W. Bush, and frankly, Dick Cheney was really the president. George W. Bush was just, you know, getting coffee for him. George W. Bush and Dick Cheney went to war based on false information, false intelligence, intelligence in many ways that they manipulated, uh, testing and intelligence and, and um, data and, you know, you know, mushroom clouds and all this business that were not real. They, they concocted a lot of it. And they used that manipulated intelligence and data to, go, to launch a war that has killed hundreds of thousands of Iraqis, thousands of Americans. The death count when you add in suicides uh, of Iraqi veterans is high. So... But when, when we think mission accomplished on Iraq, we have a very visual, visual um, picture. 
Bush landing in that ridiculous fighter jet or whatever, you know, with the commando suit and declaring mission accomplished. Well, I'm here to tell you there was a mission accomplished-esque situation that happened in Flint. That's the story we broke. If you're new to status quo, last year, Jen and I, based on knocking on 450 doors in Flint, talking to 150 residents, we found that the Michigan Department of Environmental Quality, for those of you who don't know anything about the Flint water crisis, the Michigan Department of Environmental Quality was the environmental agency. Each state has its own environmental agency. Think about it as each state has its own EPA. This was the agency that caused the Flint water crisis in the first place. They failed to add the proper corrosion control chemicals into the Flint River. And when the water was switched from Detroit's water system, which they never had a problem with in Flint, to the Flint River, they didn't add the proper corrosion control chemicals, which by law must be added. It's called treating the water, chemically treating the water. And because they didn't add that, when the water went in, it was basically just acid water. And it leached on, it, it, it caused the corro- already aged, very old corroded pipes to leach off lead. And lead went into that water system, and we all know what happened as a result. So, all of a sudden, you know, the corporate media covered it for, I don't know, probably Rachel, uh, Rachel Maddow covered it. She deserves credit. In the beginning, she's totally dropped the ball since because she's obviously the leader of this Russian Cold War reenactment, this kooky conspiracy theory. Um, the media went down there. I think they were down there. National media people were there for like a week or two, and then it was very focused on 2016. Trump moved down his escalator, and that was it. So there really hasn't been eyes and microphones and cameras down here. I mean, Ty and I have been here combined. I've been here a few more times than him, but we've been down here so many times, and it's always a common theme. There's no national media here um, because there's been a narrative spun that the water, the, the water lead levels in Flint, the lead levels have gone down. And there's been a narrative spun that Flint is now back to, you know, in compliance, or Flint's lead levels are now back to within EPA regulations. That is to say, mission accomplished. Flint's water is fine. Well, that information that the media just breathlessly kept regurgitating coming from the EPA and the Michigan Department of Environmental Quality, the same environmental agency that caused the crisis in the first place, that information was coming from two years, a little over two years of water testing. As our story detailed, that water testing was basically a group started out at over a thousand homes, but it, uh, it boiled down then to 650 homes, now down to like, ultimately it boiled down to like less than 200 homes. And these homes were selected by the state environmental agency and the EPA. So the EPA with the state environmental agency, these homes were selected to essentially um, be the focus group of homes in Flint that would be used. They would be tested consistently in several different rounds. And if their lead levels were going down over a course of time, then uh, the Michigan Department of Environmental Quality could say, uh, you know, Flint's lead levels are now back to EPA regulatory numbers, which is 15 parts per billion for lead. That's a nonsense number anyway. The real acceptable level is zero, but that's the EPA's arbitrary level, 15 parts per billion. It's not even a public health level. It's a corrosion control level, putting that aside. So how do they get these numbers? Well, 
the state environmental agency, according to the EPA, the state environmental agency was supposed to drop off testing kits for the residents that were on this program, the program I just described. It was called the Sentinel program. And those residents were supposed to you know, read the written instructions, test your water in the morning after the test, after uh, the water hasn't been used for at least six hours and take, you know, take the sample and then you leave it outside and the state picks it up. So the residents were supposed to be testing the water, not the state, the residents. So last May, uh, I was in Flint. Jen and I were in Flint on a different story. And I was having a conversation with a resident, and he just casually mentioned to me, uh, to us, that, yeah, the state had come by to test his water, and, yeah, they ran the water for a little bit, and then they took it and left. Tell you the truth, in the first time I heard it, I didn't really think anything of it. I mean, I don't know off the top of my head how, how the EPA mandates you test water. I don't know what the regulations are for water testing. So I had... Uh, spoken to uh, another resident who's become a really good source of mine and I mentioned that and she said they're not supposed to do that that's flushing and I said what do you mean they're flushing the let out when you when you run the water the guy told me they did it for like two minutes when you run the water first you're flushing potentially high levels of let out so I then started talking to other residents just residents I knew I mean at that point I had been here over 10 times. So I knew enough residents to say, hey, has your water ever been tested? Blah, 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 blah. So we got like two or three residents at that time to tell us the same thing. Yeah, officials came in, they ran the water, and they took the sample. And we got back very low levels of lead. So it was already June. And uh, I, I just, my gut had told me, knowing just the, the level of corruption in this state and this country, but specifically this state, it was still Michigan governor, Republican governor, Rick Snyder was still governor. I said, you know what? We need to knock on doors. We need to see if this is more widespread. Because if this is more widespread, when I say widespread, I mean, you're talking about literally cooking up false numbers, flushing residents' water before you take samples. What that means, that's falsifying that's falsifying federal regulatory water tests. That's a crime. Aaron Brockovich is on the record. It's a crime in our story. And why would they do that? Why would they falsify the numbers? Well, the only reason to do this would be to obtain clear, a clear sample and report false information, she said, calling for criminal prosecution of officials that improperly flush water before sampling. She also demanded citywide retesting to begin and the reopening of the free water pods the governor shuttered. Quote, falsifying a federal and state regulatory compliance test, that is a crime, she said. Brockovich also noted that in light of these falsified tests, it's not possible, as has been done by many media outlets, to claim thousands of other cities have higher water lead levels than Flint since Flint's real water lead numbers are now in question. She also said... Flushing before a first draw sample is a violation. The entire purpose of testing the first draw, first draw means turn on, the wa- turn on the tap, put the sample bottle in right away. You take it as a first draw right away. The entire purpose of testing the first draw is to detect how much lead and copper have leached into the water overnight. Once it is flushed out, it defeats the purpose of a test. 
Flushing is cheating. So I, I want to boil this down because it's hard sometimes. You know, I've gone on shows and I've realized I'm explaining it in a scientific way because it is a scientific story. It's about water testing and, you know, lead levels and all that. But I want to boil it down, put aside science, put, it, put aside water testing. The governors, the governor of Michigan, Rick Snyder, his environmental agency that caused this lead, lead crisis in the first place, his environmental agency that actually lied in 2015 to the EPA, they told the EPA, yeah, we've been adding corrosion control chemicals into the water when they weren't. That's why the lead was leaching off because they didn't add the proper chemicals. That environmental agency, not only did they cause the poisoning of Flint citizens in the first place, children and adults, they then manipulated the testing and the data after the fact to prematurely declare crisis over. Let that sink in. They caused the poisoning in the first place, and then they covered up the real numbers. I want to be abundantly clear. Let me be clear. I don't know what the real lead levels are in Flint. If they did the testing the right way starting tomorrow, it's possible that the lead levels are lower. The lead levels are within compliance of EPA level, uh, regulations. That is possible. But the point is, what we found by knocking on doors, you know, old school journalism, which you funded, and you could fund more of that old school journalism, statuscoup.com slash join, statuscoup.com slash join. What we found here is essentially state officials going into poor, poisoned, yes, poisoned, residents' homes and in front of them, knowingly, testing the wrong way to get lower numbers. To get lower numbers, to get lower numbers for the express reason to say we're meeting EPA regulatory compliance, which is 15 parts per billion, and then right after the governor one year ago, now the ex-governor one year ago, declared Flint's water restored, they shut down the remaining free water distribution centers called water pods. There were only four left, but poor, poisoned residents depended on them for years to get clean water. Buying cases and cases of bottled water is not cheap, especially for people that are impoverished. Flint, last time I looked, was 42% poverty level. It might be more now. I want you to understand that what we found is a crime but it's also one of the worst examples of government corruption and immoral corruption at that. State officials were literally going into people's homes with the parent and the child standing there, in some cases we found, watching them do it and knowingly flushing away potentially high levels of lead and then sending them a piece of paperwork saying, your levels are fine. What would you call that? I would call that endangering the lives of, of people that have already been endangered. You're further endangering the lives, lives of these people because you're giving them a false sense of security. And, and why I'm doing this long buildup, because I want to play you a clip. All of this has happened out in the open. You want to know why? Because these state officials did not expect anyone to ever 
cover their to ever even follow their tracks. These state officials never thought a journalist or a team of journalists, Jen and I at first, and then Ty was with us when he joined Status Quo. They never thought we, the residents on this program would be talked to by journalists. They never thought that it would be uncovered that they were testing the wrong way. And that's why I always tell you, finding corruption in this country is not as hard as you think because the corrupt individuals and organizations are usually sloppy because they don't expect anyone to look because we don't have journalists in this country. We have paid stenographers. We have public relations professionals who put makeup on, are handed a microphone and pretend to be anchors. I'm talking to you, Jake Tapper. I'm talking to you, Wolf Blitzer. I'm talking to you, Brian Stelter. I'm talking to you, Rachel Maddow. I'm talking to all of you. Think what we broke, what we found by knocking on 450 doors on a shoestring budget, thanks to you giving us that budget and all the resources of all these outlets. So the bottom line is, I don't have evidence yet one way or the other, that the water is still contaminated. I do have evidence that the testing that was done to declare it safe, to declare it restored, was manipulated. Simply, more simply put, cooked. So I want to contrast what the corporate media has been doing for the last two and a half years instead of following up on a humanitarian disaster and Frankly, one of the biggest environmental cover-ups in the United Corporations of America's history. Let me show you a clip from The View today. Then what's the problem? Because this is my question here, and we had a little bit of a break. So he's the worst president in history. There's a, yeah. according to our legal analyst, there's so much in this report that is damning and whatever. Absolutely. So what's the problem? Then why are, is everyone so nervous about 2020? If this is just a nail in the coffin because and Because we're afraid the Russians over, will steal the election again. But to me, that sounds That's irrational. Wrong. That's an irrational answer to this question I just presented in front of you. Democrats, what is as my answer? friend. What's the rational what's answer? The rational is you, the same us. thing I said on, the same thing I said when I left is that unfortunately for Democrats, you got to get out there and win over the voters you lost in the middle of do. the country. The question is, what are Republicans going to do about this Thank you for clapping, whoever behavior? that is. What By the way, my one fan, ma'am, thank what you so much. What is the Republican much. Party? Three over there. I think the thank better you. question, Megan. But the Russians, so the Russians don't steal the election again. The intellectual stupidity of the media elites of this country is astounding. Astounding. But I wanted to play that clip for a reason. Don't get me wrong. I read most of the Mueller report. I disagree with some. I think it is pretty damning. Not in terms of collusion. Uh, I, I, there was never any evidence that he colluded. It was, it was a Fakakta, cockamamie, uh, you know, Cold War, Rocky IV reenactment for ratings and clicks. That's all it was. But Trump did obstruct justice seven ways to Sunday. Some people don't like that I, that I report that or I say that. Well, it's just true. If you read it, it's true. He did obstruct justice. If he wasn't the president, he'd be charged with obstruction of justice. Most lawyers have said this, and I've read it, and I know about obstruction of justice well enough to know that's what he did. But it's also like none of it is surprising. We knew who we, this man was. But why well, I wanted to play that clip is this kind of talk, this kind of empty, ridiculous, insane, tone-deaf, hysteria so that the Russians don't steal the election again. This is what we have seen for 
two and a half years now since the uh, usher, since Donald Trump rolled down that escalator. This is what we have seen from the mainstream media. Russiagate, Cold War hysteria, fact-free, you know, reporting, sensationalism, propaganda, unverified reports like the Steele dossier being published in full. This is what we've seen. Uh, we found this strange thing where they would go in to one home in particular, this young couple just moved in like in May and they put, I think it was a test for chlorine, like that little dipstick in, mm -hmm. ran the water for 10 minutes, then told them you're fine. Yet the one year old black baby has white sores all over her leg since moving in two since months ago. Yeah, they said uh, he just watered the her babies. Yeah, the girl, the mother has sickle cell anemia and had it all her life, but like it's gotten to the point now where she's going to the hospital every four days and her levels are off. Uh, the husband has seizures prior to the water switch, but it seems to be getting worse. And the five-year-old son, since moving into this home, who knows whether it's lead poisoning from years ago that's finally showing up, but can't count to 30 anymore, stops at 14, he forgets. Oh, wow. Uh, forgetting letters of the alphabet. The stuff right here was all over her face. Her, her ears even had tore up in the inside real bad on both sides. Yeah, it looks like a mix of blisters and... And uh, she actually was peeling those, so... I will stay on it. I'm sorry this is happening to you. I'm just like... I don't know what to do. I'm devastated. I really just want to go to the city and just go off. Like, I cry every day because my baby's skin break out. And I feel like that's just not right. They shouldn't have to go through this. These babies don't deserve that. Then y'all stop the water giving out. Why? That wasn't even a smart situation to do. But hey, y'all think it's good? More power to y'all, because it's infecting every kid around here. My son went from knowing everything to just having to repeat himself several times to understand what I'm saying. And if it's frustrating when you know you sit and you work hard with your kids and they forget stuff. Stories like Jasmine are everywhere in Flint. You just have to knock on doors and look. Let me explain. What we found in Flint by knocking on 450 doors, we, because Jen deserves a lot of credit too, she helped me break this story. We found that Michigan Department of Environmental Quality officials went into residents' homes that were on the official state testing program, the state lead and copper testing program, you know, after uh, the water crisis became a national scandal. They created this program to test residents' water routinely and to see if the lead levels were going down. So we found that Michigan Department of Environmental Quality officials in many cases went into residents' homes and ran their water first before taking a sample. Like I described, that's illegal. It's against the EPA's main drinking water regulation, the lead and copper rule. 
in some cases, it wasn't Michigan Department of Environmental Quality officials who did it. It was workers from the CORE program. CORE were long-term unemployed Flint residents trained by the Michigan Department of Environmental Quality to go around Flint, uh, pass around uh, water filters for residents, help, help residents put on the water filters, make sure they have enough bottled water, these kinds of things. They were not supposed to be testing residents' water. Neither was Michigan Department of Environmental Quality officials. The EPA said on the record in our story, the, resi- the, the state was supposed to drop off the testing kits for the residents to do the testing. So not only did we find they were illegally flushing residents' water lines, we found that they were testing in the first place when they shouldn't have been. In some cases, it wasn't Michigan. De- in other cases, we found, so you have on one, one bucket, Michigan Department of Environmental Quality officials were flushing residents' water lines. In another bucket of homes, we found core workers were improperly running the water before taking samples. Again, core workers were trained by Michigan Department of Environmental Quality. Frankly, I don't even, I mean, they weren't water experts. They're not professionals. They were volunteers trained by MDEQ. So I don't even blame them. They were probably told by Michigan Department of Environmental Quality officials you know, let the water run first and then take the sample. So they were kind of like useful idiots for the state environmental agency who was running this manipulative testing operation. And in other cases, it wasn't MDEQ or core officials actually going in and letting the water run before taking resident samples for them. It was the residents doing it because MDEQ officials or core officials verbally told them let your water run for a little bit before taking the sample. So it was either doing it themselves, officials were doing it for the residents and cooking, uh, uh, testing the wrong way, or telling them to test the wrong way. Either way you slice it, it's dishonest, it's deceptive, it's false and manipulative testing, it's artificially lowering the levels. Because as a plumber on the record uh, told me in, that, in our piece, uh, there's a lot of lead that's in inside the home, the interior plumbing, inside the fixtures in the home, including the faucets. So even flushing for 30 seconds, you could potentially be flushing out extremely high levels of lead. Yeah, and it will show up low on the test, but that lead just um, builds back up. So it's offering residents a false sense of security because it's not, it's not actually showing the real lead that's in that home. So in the in the clip I showed you, uh, I don't know for sure, but I'm pretty positive. It wasn't actually a lead and copper test that she was describing. Uh, There were tests done that weren't official EPA regulatory tests, but there were tests done throughout Flint through this to make sure people's chlorine levels were high. Uh, Excuse me, chlorine levels were adequate uh, for their home because they were adding chlorine to the water. Uh, They were adding chlorine to the water system. So in that case, you, you do flush the water before. You, you could flush the water as much as 10 minutes, and that's how you do the test. So that's what she was talking about, the little dipstick they put in her water. Yet, these officials, whomever they were, I don't know which officials went into her home, they run the water for 10 minutes. They, they tell her on the spot, yeah, you're, you're good. It's drinkable. Your kids could drink this. You could bathe them, whatever. They moved in, Jasmine and her boyfriend, with her two kids. They moved in to that home on Wolcott Street in May of 2018. I interviewed them in June. So they were only in that home for a month. Well, 
They were told that the water's fine. They, they did the chlorine test. They were told the water's fine. Well, in that clip, you see the white blisters on her one-year-old daughter's uh, ears. If you watch the full documentary and other clips, you'll see the bl white blisters on her leg, her legs, and her arms. Jasmine was bathing her for 30 minutes in the bath. Why? Because she was told the water was fine. And you'll see in the documentary, it's drinkable. You could bathe them. You could bathe your children. One month into living in that home, her daughter had clear skin before that, white blisters and scabs all over her earlobes, her legs, and her arms. I don't think she got that from sitting watching, you know, Barney. This is what the state of Michigan is doing. Either gross corruption, intentionally testing the wrong way, or gross uh, negligence and ignorance telling people your water's fine when it's clearly not. And by the way, it's not just lead that has been the issue in Flint. There's bacterial problems in the water. They found TTHMs in the water, which are cancer-causing chemicals, and God knows what else has been found in that water. They're not testing for all contaminants. Most of the time, they're just testing for lead and copper. So how is it that a young couple like Jasmine and her boyfriend move in with two children in 2018. We're not talking about 2016 when the height of this scandal made national headlines. We're talking about one year ago, 2018. How is it that a family moves in to this street, officials come over, they put a dipstick for chlorine in their sink, 10 minutes of flushing, which in this case is allowed. They say, your water's fine. All of a sudden, her kid's breaking out in white blisters all over her body. Not to mention her five-year-old boy, when I spoke with him on the porch, I asked him because I wanted to see, the Jasmine said he's having learning problems now and delays. Counts to 14. She says he used to know all the way up to 30. Stops at like F in the alphabet, used to know the whole thing. To be fair, they did live in Flint before this house. So, he, you know, that, that could be uh, lead poisoning from two years prior at the, at the previous location that's now showing up in his cognitive uh, d delays. But there's learning disabilities developing throughout Flint in children. There's behavioral problems causing rampant um, suspensions in schools and things like that happening throughout Flint. All of this happening in plain daylight and the media covers it up instead of covering it. And I'm even talking about the Flint Journal, Flint's hometown paper. Do you know? It, I, I, the Flint Journal has still not covered our story, and they're probably not going to cover our documentary. This is the Flint newspaper. They have a lot more resources than we do, I'll promise you that. They, they're not knocking on doors. They're not speaking to residents. They breathlessly, and I'm talking about one reporter in particular, his name's Ron Fonger, have breathlessly, since the water crisis broke out, just republished what Governor Rick Snyder has said, what the EPA has said, and what the Michigan Department of Environmental Quality has said. Same goes for Detroit Free Press. Same goes for Detroit News. So how, who's supposed to advocate for these residents? Who's supposed to hold the government accountable, actually investigate, are the numbers they're giving us, are these lead levels that they're saying accurate? Who's supposed to be doing this? Because the national media is not, and the local media is not. And for members and patrons who have already watched the documentary, you saw more clips 
with that young mother and more horrible clips of her one-year-old baby, now two years old, with white spots and, and blisters all over her legs and arms. Who knows what's going on in her mind? She's only one years old. Who knows what's going on in her mind from drinking that water? Jasmine said, instead of saying mama, she's now saying vava. And misremembering words she used to know. This is why status quo exists. Because the corporate media is not going to do it. And frankly, do you see any independent media outlets rolling up their sleeves and knocking on doors? Make no mistake, we didn't just publish the story and be like, oh, we hope it gets traction. We have been working day and night to get this more attention. We met with the Attorney General's Office of Michigan in February, and hopefully we're going to meet meet with them for a second time this week. We met with one of the highest ranking officials in the state of Michigan. They asked to meet with us after we sent our report and evidence. You think they would be meeting with us if we didn't have firm, firm evidence of what we're reporting? Frankly, the congressman for uh, Flint, his name's Dan Kildee, has been silent on this. And frankly, spineless. Frankly, the mayor of Flint, Karen Weaver, has essentially been silent on this and spineless. I don't know why. I have my theories, but I don't want to say those theories until I have more facts. But you're talking about a massive environmental cover-up. You're talking about cooking and, and falsifying water testing in Flint for over two years and taking this falsified testing, these falsified numbers, and using it to declare mission accomplished. And when you declare mission accomplished, in Flint's case, the water's restored, the water levels are meeting EPA regulations, then shutting down the water pods, which these people desperately need. These people are poor. They're impoverished. They're sick. They're elderly. They're sick and young. They're sick and middle-aged from the lead, from the bacteria, from other things. You're talking about cooking up numbers and then cooking up a false declaration that the water is safe. That is inhumane. That is illegal. It is corrupt. And people need to be held accountable. And as as long as I got air going in these lungs, I will keep kicking it.